Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, with me this week. Are my very good friends, Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki. That's me. Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Iguina. Your boy Elroy. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We know him as Alo. The ladies, ladies know, know him, him as, as Baylo. <laughs> you know Aaron him Lloyd. as my best friend. So. Yeah, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I need to start coming on time. Because <laughs> you guys always plan something out when I'm not here on time. That's freestyle, baby. <laughs> that actually was freestyle. Really? Halo, you could have been here at 6 o'clock, and that still would have happened. Um, so before we get into anything, uh, listen to False Count Anywhere with Derek and Russ. Listen to The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. We have a throwback madness that will be coming in December. It's Armageddon 08, right? Yes. It was Joey's pick. Yes. Um, we should. I should be recording unsanctioned with the iconic Shiv by the end of next week. So by we the end of the year, it. I'm expecting year? it for New Year's. It'll be before then. Eh. I think it'll be recorded next Thursday or Friday, the seventh or eighth. Um, you guys have been plugging this almost as long as uh, the Rock and Cena were uh, plugging WrestleMania 28. Almost S- that. Suspense long. is killing. Yeah, you, you've been planning this as long as Dr. Dre's been trying to drop the detox. <laughs> You, yeah, it's, you've it's, been planning this as long as it took my best friend to join the loose life. Well, it did take a long time. The detox still hasn't come out, so that's, that's saying a lot. But, dear Lord, he has snapped like Ken Shamrock <laughs> <laughs> on loose life. Um, if you like the show, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Always appreciated. A huge help to us. Alo, would you like to move some merch before we get moving on the show? Yeah, if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're su- tired of the same old wrestling tees, you can head over to collarandnubble.com. Use promo code MATMANAGE for 10% off your order. And if you to get ready for Christmas, we can go to wrestlecrate.com. Use promo code MADNESS for 10% off your order. It's a great stocking stuffer for all your friends and family. So head over there. Use promo code MADNESS for 10% off your order. Only promo codes that work. Yes. On the entire websites, correct? Yeah. Fact. Everything else, obsolete. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, because Raw once again sucked, as it typically always does. SmackDown sucked more. It was not good either. <laughs> we're going to yeah, start. I'm so, I swore I was going to be the only one saying that this week. I was, yeah, we're going to start with a couple other things first. <laughs> Something positive? So, first thing I want to ask everybody, what is everybody's thought on... The Bullet Club talking about self-funding their own 10,000 arena, 10,000 seat arena show. Not talking about it. They, I bravo. think they signed the deal. Did they? They said they weren't going to make anything official till they had an actual arena in place. It looks like the arena's in place, but they're not noting date, time, if it's Ring of Honor event. If I think they want Ring of Honor involved with it, but I don't. I. Do not know if this is being advertised as Ring of Honor, such and such, New Japan, such and such. This may be the Elite Presents. My uh, guess is it will not be billed as any promotion. Nope. It will be their thing. And this goes back to something I've mentioned, I think, like three weeks ago and four weeks ago, or maybe four weeks ago and five weeks ago. Might have been six. Could have been. Could have been (laughs) six and seven, for all I know. 
But I hope it wasn't eight. <laughs> it definitely wasn't eight. It wasn't two full months ago. I, I was going to say, because if it was eight, you know what that means? Two months. <laughs> yeah, it was not two months ago. I did not put up a snowman with eight weeks ago. <laughs> um, the Bullet Club has filled a hole that WWE left. WWE was like the cool renegade thing in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, they kind of settled into their place when they had no competition left. Now the Bullet Club is doing things that nobody else will do or can do. I'm super excited about this. I don't know who's going to be on it. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think it's incredible that they are getting big enough where they can just go, we're doing our own thing. It's not going to be competition for WWE. But to me, it's almost like they're spitting in WWE's face at every turn. As a wrestling fan, um, and if you're just a WWE fan, it's something to get involved with now. The thing, if you're a wrestling fan, this is something enjoyable and exciting where a lot of wrestling fans, you come around Monday and Tuesday, you almost get, not to be dramatic, you almost get nauseous. Like, ugh, I got to <laughs> watch how many hours of this? I got to watch this. I'm not looking forward to this. This is something to look forward to. This is something to be excited about. There's a lot of stuff going on in the indies right now to be excited about and to be you know, building suspense, wanting to see. You're not getting that with WWE quite as much, except yeah. for obviously their their big shows that you look for every year that you've been looking forward to every year for 30 years or so. Yeah, I feel like I don't remember how long ago it was I said this, but I I remember it was probably about nine months or a year ago saying that everybody keeps talking about the next wrestling boom and waiting for WWE to catapult to another level. And I came to the realization that the wrestling boom is the indies. Like, that is booming. That's at a level it's never been at before. It's never even been close to where it is right now. And to me, this is like 100% validation of the fact that that is a boom in indie wrestling, that these individuals can say we're putting on our own show. Can't argue with that at all. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just hope, I really hope that it's not a Ring of Honor thing. I hope that they do more of like a PWG-style show where it's just like the all-stars of the indies and they just have all the dream matches they ever wanted. That's what I'm looking forward to. I, obviously, I know Prep has seen way more PWG than I have, and, I mean, similar just comparison. I mean, I hope it's like, and especially from a few weeks back, being at the last House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer always advertised, the doors are open to anyone. You're from New Japan, TNA, WWE, Ring of Honor, come on in if you're a free agent have a match put on a show that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping this could be you know you can come in and let's say obviously you would anticipate kenny omega's there i would love kenny omega to go there and defend his united states championship if he's still the champion at the time i would like people uh, i would like tommy dreamer to be there represent house of hardcore i would like um new japan represented ring of honor represented Tommy Dreamer show up to represent House of Hardcore. If I didn't already say that, but <laughs> it's um. You can't mention Tommy Dreamer too many times. Yeah, a lot of love for the guy, but there, it is something to be excited about, and yeah. it's something new and it's something fresh. Um, you know, I know we've kind of dabbled over in a couple weeks. Weeks, uh, you know, when um, Laugh was here recently, you know, talking about Jericho's cruise. I mean, the more and more I hear him talk about that, I mean, that's something to be excited about. Yeah, and again, um, that's something never done before right uh so what i kind of hope that this is and you guys i know all are familiar with the click talking about you know some of them were 
in WWF. Some of them were in WCW when they were talking click about north, click, click south. north and click south. I hope this is like a very much like a quote unquote click oriented thing where it is dominated by these group of guys who are like tight with each other in the industry. And they're basically it's like an F you to Vince almost. That's kind of what I hope it is. Halo, your thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I don't know if you guys heard Jer- um, Aries on Jericho's talk show, but <laughs> he talked about that 10 years ago, you couldn't do this stuff on an independent scene, but now since the world of social media and the internet, you can do this. Also. You can go about just being an independent and making money, and making WWE-level money. So I'm excited that the Young Bucks, especially the Young Bucks, in the, uh, I'm not sure if it's just the Young Bucks, is it just the Young Bucks? Uh, Cody. Cody, too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad like they're putting their money. I gotta say this. I don't know if you guys seen Cody's latest shirt. I need it. I, I told him at Ring of Honor. We're your cousins. I, I told him we're cousins. <laughs> I, and you guys all know how I am with money. Cody's new slogan is basically my slogan: "Spend it now, you'll make more later." <laughs> <laughs> so I had it, but yeah, I believe it's Cody and the Bucks that make okay. people find. Can it. I also say I think Cody may listen to the show as well? Really? Because well, he, he tweeted, supports his family. <laughs> he, he tweeted something the other day saying, "This is the first time I'm seeing this shirt in the wild," which I feel like he had to have heard when I told my AJ Styles elite figure story in the back of the car at uh, Jiffy Lube. I can't imagine Cody heard the term out in the wild before <laughs> I said it on that show. Proceed, Alo. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad that it's gotten to the point where independent, guy, even though they're in Ring of Honor, that talents of outside WWE can actually put their money where their mouth is and actually book a show for the 10,000 seat arena with fans and they've become that big that they can even do that. I, I have no doubt that it'll probably sell out and they're putting their money where their mouth is. I can't really get excited personally because I might not be, be able to see it. I'm sure the DVD will come out, but it's not really going to be a threat to WWE unless it comes on the television, and it's always going to be that way. But as I always tell fan, um, people, they say, oh, you still watch wrestling? I'm like, it's not just WWE. It's all this other stuff that you guys don't know or see about. You may hear about it, but it's not WWE. Like, I'm going to get to this later, but WWE is kind of like the edited version of an album. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Like they sell at Walmart. Yeah. So it's like, it's like you, you're it's fa- all the radio edits of every yeah, song. Yeah. It, it, and it's so bad. It's like it's like you jam into the song, and then, and then it gets to that point where they have to edit the song and re and give you the edited version of it. And it's like God, why they gotta do it that way? And that's WWE. These independent shows, they're the parental advisory explicit version because mm-hmm. they give you everything so you want and fell in love with in professional wrestling. And I hope that. This actually leads to more stuff because the Young Bucks and Cody and whoever else is involved, they can actually get do this, and it could possibly start something. And the more the better when it comes to the wrestling world. And only, like when we talked to Michael Elgin on our interview in the summer, we all we act like, how do you support indie wrestling? Because it's only going to get bigger. He said, get the body DVDs. Like, there's ways that we can actually help elevate the independent scene because it's really neat, and it needs to get more out there. And I really want the, I really want the independent scene to get bigger because I want them to have competition, well, become competition in WWE because we need it because WWE, they piss me off almost on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, in the lane with you now. Like, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to give them their money, give them any of my money right now. <laughs> Except for figures because, is like... Is this a movement? Should we create a hashtag for this like, feeling, whatever it is? Like, when I watched SmackDown this week, I, I was like... can't be mad at it. Mm-hmm. When I watched SmackDown, I was like, oh, my God. I see Ron's point now. Like, <laughs> I got my WrestleMania ticket. Takeover tickets go on sale Friday or Saturday. 
I'll support NXT, but it's still a WWE property. But I'm like, I see Ron's point. <laughs> That's going to be a good discussion. <laughs> yeah, I really see his point because they just piss me off on a weekly basis. When I buy figures, it's because I like the person. I don't just splurge and buy the entire sets. But the, yeah. rest, the world of wrestling... <laughs> the world of wrestling actually needs this, and it's really important that you can got you can have these pioneers like the Young Bucks and Cody and Cody who came from WWE to actually be able to do this. And I'm and I hopefully maybe other guys that are disgruntled WWE maybe they'll when they decide to leave maybe they'll actually go out and try to venture into doing stuff like this. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's not competition for WWE, but I think at the very least it's like a push mm-hmm. to WWE. Like they can, they might not challenge them in TV ratings or whatever, but they may push them because you know, Vince and Triple H and Stephanie and Shane and whoever is at the top of that company is going to be unhappy that somebody else is outshining them. Yeah, and you could tell now because just with their little petty things when it comes to too sweet, you can't suck, you can't say suck it. That's just getting under WWE skin. That's like, okay, I see you making money out of this. I got to take it away from you. That's just what WWE is. I, I, that's not a that's not a bad thing from business, but they're like, okay, they're 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 doing something with this. Yeah, they're like it. the square parents now <laughs> of the world of wrestling. One, one thing I needed to say. I mean, when Aaron mentions the thing of, you know, when when you talk to someone they're like you still watch wrestling, the crazy thing that a lot of people don't understand, the common fan, and if we are in the hardcore fan category. The common fan, when they talk to someone and they're like, you still watch wrestling, I know for a fact through several friends of mine that I've brought to an independent show that I've also been to a WWE show with. Now, when it's me around them, a quote-unquote hardcore fan with them as a common fan, and you're talking to an outsider and like, you still watch wrestling, they've been the first people to speak up after going to, for example, a Ring of Honor show. And they say at the end of the show to me, I don't ever want to go to a WWE show. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, again, a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you guys ever heard, there's this promotion Tommy Dreamer has called <laughs> House of Hardcore. Two guys. I don't think was, Tommy Dreamer's been mentioned yet tonight, it, so we might want to talk It was about their it. second House of Hardcore show they've been to this year. Both of them left and said, or, I'm sorry, before tickets went on sale, they ran to me and said, if you get tickets, I, I got you money. I'm going to hit the ATM. <laughs> let me know. They want to go. They're talking about it out to work to 50-year-old men, 55-year-old men who've never watched five minutes of wrestling, and they're excited explaining this event they just been to. So, again, that's energy. When, when is WWE produced something that a common fan, the Fairweather fan, is watching and saying they're going to go to work and they're going to talk to their superiors and say, Look, this this thing I watched on that WWE put, it was amazing. It was blah, 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 blah. But no, people are going to independent wrestling events. They're seeing this, and they're talking about that to people that have never watched wrestling, and they're saying this is must-see. The last thing they did that was truly great, I think, segment-wise anyway, was the Festival of Friendship. I think that was like the last truly great segment that they've done. I can't think of anything since then that has been truly great. Alo, I know you wanted to say Yeah, like that. like my best friend was saying about independent shows like other than like we went the ring of honor you didn't come with us but mm-hmm. it was just a great time and uh, and we sat sec- we sat front second row in the in um, the second in the second row and other than drunk prep it was a real fun time <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun time and when it comes to these independent shows the thing that i i appreciate more from these shows from those shows are especially ring of honor and house of hardcore 
is the interaction in WWE? Like we said, we go to these signs or whatever. We're real excited, but we can't. We can hardly even say hi to the people. Ring a, at a Ring of Honor or House of Hardcore show when they do autograph signs. You can actually sit there, sit there and talk to the guy. And even when the show's going on, like you feel a part of the show. Like if you watch Austin Aries at promo, you probably will hear Prep yelling at him. I haven't <laughs> watched, watched it back. You just might hear Prep. Yeah, <laughs> he was that the meat loud. cutter. Having serious issues with the <laughs> vegan. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's like you feel a part of the show in WWE. And it's been such a long time since you feel a part, other than NXT. Because NXT, that, the energy in that crowd makes you feel a part of the show. But Raw and SmackDown, you do not feel a part of the show. You just feel like you're getting blacked out and nobody actually cares about anything that you're doing or anything you're reacting to. Mm-hmm. But that's the po- that's the great thing about these Ring of Honor and House of Hardcore and smaller independent shows. Like You feel like you're involved and that's why I'm kind of like on X-Side with, with, with the Walkers how they feel about these independent shows. I'm like, I kind of prefer these more than these WWE shows. Yeah, they're way more fun to go to. Uh, just move on real quick. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. But TakeOver War Games, I told you guys, I hadn't seen it when we started the show last week. I promised you I'd watch it so we could talk about it a little bit this week. TakeOver War Games, I'm just going to give a few quick takeaways before you guys talk about it a little more. Uh, Velveteen Dream is gold. <laughs> I told you. You guys know that's day one-ish for me. <laughs> I love the Velveteen Dream the second that I saw it. I'm a huge fan of Patrick Clark. I think he's a has a ton of talent. This is a great character. I think Alistair Black was like the perfect Mm -hmm. person for him to have this story with. And the fact that, one, I've talked about this a few times before, the idea of like somebody who's kind of like glamorous, who's not supposed to be tough, like the Cowboys in the 90s with Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett Smith were like a glamour team. Or like the 49ers with like Joe Montana or Steve Young and Jerry Rice. When they'd get into a fist fight, like they'd manage to win those games, and you kind of see another level. I talked about it with The Rock, going in that the empty arena match and the I Quit match with Foley. Like Foley's the tough guy out of the two of them. The Rock was like the pretty boy, but when he came down to it, like he was tough too when he had to be. And like I feel like that's what the Velveteen Dream was. He went up against this guy who's known to be like this badass, and he gave him everything he could handle to the point where. The match is over, and Aleister Black gave him what he wanted, like he acknowledged him. He said, you know, do what you want with this notoriety, Velveteen Dream, whatever. So, like, he didn't win the match, but he didn't win the battle, but he kind of won the war. Like, I've arrived, kind of is how I looked at it. And I I just love that aspect of a character. I think he's so good at it. He's almost like a weird mix of... Goldust, Rick Rude, and then like something else on top of it. The tights were great. <laughs> the tights were so good. I'm so every, happy every, you commented yeah, on I'm, it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that guy. Uh, I thought the women's match was awesome. Uh, I love Andrade with Zelina Vega. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming was he supposed to win the title? He didn't win just because no. McIntyre got hurt. He got hurt on the final. Right. Like on the finish. On that yeah. move, yeah. So, like, I was wondering, I was like, did he just not kick out because he got hurt? So, good. That's good. I think that's great. I'm glad they paid that off with him. Because he's supposed to get being called, the champion. McIntyre's supposed to get called up okay. after that match. Um, it's also great because, how, like, a month into Andrade coming into NXT, we were hearing about how he didn't want to be there anymore. He was sick of it. He wasn't being handled properly. And, like, now he's the NXT champion. Yeah, and that is good. Well deserved. How about the lost art of a valet being resurrected in NXT? Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. 
I love her. The one um, vegan I like. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to break that, huh? And the the War Games match, while I'm not a huge fan of uh, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Roddy. I felt like Roddy looked like he was wearing his big brother's clothes. <laughs> he looked like Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's a good comparison. Uh, Same I weekend, thought, too. Yeah, no, I thought mind. this match Wrong. was a lot of fun. I remember at Icons, people talking about the idea that the cage wouldn't have a roof on it. And I was like, that actually is probably going to be better because yeah. it means the top of the cage can play into the match. Mm-hmm. And it did. Um, and I love Sanity. I like, like them too, yeah. They're, they're cool. awesome. Killian Dane, um, what is it, Alexander Wolf? Alexander uh-huh. Wolf. They're great. Him coming in with the nightstick. Killian Dane just being like a one-man wrecking crew. The coast-to-coast, <laughs> I I love those guys. Um, I was a little disappointed by the actual finish, just like the kick to the chair. I was like, ah, this match deserved a better ending than that with everything that had happened. But, like, top to bottom, a good show. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. Um, yeah, you guys, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't here last – well, you guys didn't really talk about it too much last week. But I agree with Alo that – Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black is on my list. I watched it again <laughs> for the third time, and every time I get like this feeling like what I'm watching is special. Something about Velveteen Dream, the way he comes out, and his just his whole sense and presence is so good. And then when you mix that with how good Al- or Alistair Black is in the ring, it was magic for me. It was magic. The only pet peeve I had is on the actual finish. They missed it. Yeah. So I don't get why, even on the network feed, like, why couldn't you change it to the opposite camera angle that you had when you showed the replay? Right. But that's just me nitpicking. But everything in the storytelling in that match, all the false finishes, they all made sense. When we get to the... All the other matches for me, as far as the women's match and the war games match, are kind of forgettable. But Andrade, my boy, he finally did it. I was at House of Hardcore <laughs> losing my mind when I saw the spoiler. He was like, you saw spoilers? You saw spoilers? <laughs> I saw it. I was shaking Eck. Like, I can't wait to go home. I might leave right now. I don't know what to do. 45 minutes after House of Hardcore and Tony Luke's, I just want to go home and watch TakeOver. <laughs> I did go home and watch TakeOver. I fell asleep during the first Did match. you really? I did. Not Knowing you, not surprising. Not surprising at all. Not at all. The surprising thing is that he didn't fall asleep before he got home. I was going to say, the surprising thing is he made it home before he fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you did, though. But I'm kind of glad. It was really good for McIntyre to lose the title. Obviously, the decision was made beforehand. We found that out already. But the weird thing is, I didn't expect Andrade to get that reaction that he did coming into the match. So... Him kind of getting that great reaction is kind of validation after how long has he been? He's been in NXT for years. Right. And for years, he's never been anything. I've always enjoyed him because, you know, he's like that Mexican, you know, star. Mm -hmm. I think he could be something big. So I'm, I was really happy for him. He was and, Tyler Breeze for a little while, like just being the guy who was putting over the new guy. Yeah, yeah and good it, worker. Yeah. Damn good at it. He was great at it. The one touch that I did like, and Eck probably understood this, he wore the belt like Mysterio wore the belt, like across the chest. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Halo? <laughs> <laughs> 
prep speaks for me. <laughs> I, like, the Fatal 4 for the women's title, I didn't really talk about that match. I love that match, too. Because, like I said, when I was going through women's stuff, I know we t- talked about it for a quick second last week. NXT's ran the women's match of the year contenders for basically all year long. I think there's only one main, roster, main WWE roster match <coughs> on there for me, and that's Charlotte and Alexa. Velveteen Dream, can't say enough. He is incredible. And it's, it's been a long time since a match with nothing on the line actually felt like it was there for everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how that match made you feel. Like, Andrade, I'm excited for the guy because we said, like, he was Tyler Breeze. Like, okay, you're the new guy. You're going to face Andrade, see on Almas. And Almas is going to probably outperform you, but you're going to win the match. He went immediately from the new guy. Mm-hmm. To the guy who's putting over the new guys. Yeah, like he debuted at, res- at on Takeover Respect in June last year, and he's put over Bobby Roode in two months. Two months later, like mm-hmm. that that was like ridiculous. And he's like, "What are you doing with this guy? He's just coming out with a cat hat." And then Zelina Vega comes along <laughs> and resurrects the the female valet, and then how, how important she is and how important she could play a role into a match. Is such a great touch, and she adds so much to his character. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't talk, but she does all the talking for him, and she's good at it, and mighty fine at it, doing, yeah. doing it too. <laughs> yeah, can I say, you, I'm, I'm sure you guys remember how pissed I was when Lana stopped getting to be Lana mm-hmm. and saying, like, I preferred what she was to what she now is. Like, Zelina Vega is now getting to do that mm-hmm. in NXT, which I think is perfect. It, the main difference there is, um, Lana gave up being Lana to get in the ring and be physical, where Zelina Vega is left getting in ring. ring. <laughs> yeah, she left the ring, but as a valet, she's still out there getting physical. Right. The Hurricanrana mm-hmm. spot was that great. That spike Rana was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's so good. Uh, I mean, both those two matches that we keep bringing up, the NXT Championship and um, Aleister Black and... Um, I want to say Patrick or so bad, but the <laughs> match so good. There, there's not enough good you can say about either one of them. I really hope that Andrade gets a proper championship reign. Obviously, Drew McIntyre did good, good business with the title. He clearly wanted to hold it longer, you know, with or without the injury. It's just I'm hoping. And I know a lot of people, I, I like Adam Cole, I know a lot of people like him, I know a lot of people are hoping that he's going to be winning the title in January. I just don't want to see Andrade uh, losing this thing. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Andrade hold it for a little bit, too. I feel like it's earned, it's deserved. But NXT kind of is very much about, like, crowning the next guy. Yeah. Like, usually when somebody gets signed, we know, okay, the current champion is going to give it up to this guy. And we're typically always right. Uh, Alo, any thoughts on NXT before we move on to Raw? I'm I'm a I saw spoilers. I'm excited for NXT Philly. <laughs> I said I'll give I'll give Hunter my money. Yeah. I'm not giving. I, I don't want to give it to Vince. Like you said about the Royal Rumble, even though it's resale, I probably won't go. But NXT, especially what I just saw, I'll give you my money. <laughs> take my money. Yes, take. <laughs> um. To your point about what you said about the women of NXT, I saw a tweet over the weekend that said, on the main roster, the women are defined by what they say. On NXT, the women are defined by what they do. And that's, like, a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad, like, I know last week, I know me, I was talking about, I was ups- I wanted the iconic duo to end up on Raw SmackDown as one of those three, ta- two of those three, ta- two out of three of the tandems. I'm glad 
Prep just saw something. <laughs> I'm glad that they did not come up because they would get lost in a shuffle and they don't deserve that. They deserve their own thing. Because, yeah, they, they'll have a chance to shine. Yeah, and and they, they deserve the title where they're at. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And I don't have I don't have any doubt because remember they're those Weasley fun heels, so they could lose as much as they want or whatever. But they can they can talk and they can wrestle and they can play characters. So I think they'll they'll be well suited whenever they do come up. And I don't think that. I think it would be it was better for them to stay in NXT instead of being what's going on now. Because I think at the at the end of the row, except for Mandy Rose, probably all the other women will be throwaways. Yeah, they're just like pieces. <laughs> Obviously, no one wants to throw away Mandy. Because <laughs> yeah, Vince is going, hey, Trish, is that? That's <laughs> 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 your time. Well, one one last thing on NXT. I mean, specifically getting into the thing with the iconic duo still being there with that fatal four way. Not that I think anyone necessarily ever deserves a short title reign. I don't want to take anything away from Ember Moon. But a detail that I think always goes over my head with the women's division there, they were mentioning during that match, whoever wins this is going to be the fifth woman to ever hold that title. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised. I was like, that it was only five? That's, yeah. that's only, yeah. well, only four until that match yeah. ends. That so, is I mean, crazy. Yeah, that detail right there, I'm... Again, not to knock Ember Moon, I'm ready for a title swap. There are people, there's several people. Kyrie Sane deserves it. The iconic duo deserves it. I would have thought Ruby Riot deserves it, but obviously she's no, no longer there. There's and so many people they can do with the, from the Mae Young Classic. Um, the NXT women's division is hot, and there should be a lot of stuff going on. I'm sure Aaron's going to chime in with a spoiler any minute. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not. Oh, I'm not, because Prep just Prep saw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen yet. Yeah. I guess I'll look after the show. Yeah. Good. Well, Ron. Mm-hmm. Good lord. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> Take no money. My bad. Yeah, Take no money. I'm sorry. What, do you want I'm a s- refund? I'm too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing about NXT, I need more Bayanka Belair. <laughs> yeah. Star waiting to happen. Yes. Yo, um, she is the next big thing. I I agree. Huge fan of her. I think she's got a lot going for her. And I look forward to more from her in the very near future. For the Maddies, I nominate her and Montez Ford for most charismatic couple. Yes. <laughs> Red shoes? Red yes. shoes. <laughs> Dude, I got so many fashion st- tips from him. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me at WrestleMania, Nike already, Nike already got me good with, those, with the off-whites. <laughs> Top threes that I released yet. You got them? No, I didn't. They didn't release yet. Yeezy's no, the off whites? No, I didn't. Yeezy's restock tomorrow, so maybe Adidas will t- help me out. <laughs> but you might see some red shoes. I, <laughs> I, I hope we do. Um, Doing the two fly. Yes. So, Prep. <laughs> the two still. <laughs> Prep. I know crunk. you've been. I know you've been waiting to talk about Roman for weeks now. Uh, first thing I'll say, they they made a very big deal about that Instagram post being the most. Liked Instagram post WWE's <laughs> ever had. Um, says the Intercontinental Championship will remain prestigious with him. Anyone wants a shot at it, like all they have to do is be man enough to step up. And who steps up but Elias Sampson, who is now the new leader of the Miztourage, which I love. I don't know how anyone else feels about it. Yes. No, no, I need it to be a thing. Whoever challenges Roman, I need the Miztourage to be, to be with them the entire time. Oh, so you show. don't want him to be with Elias. No, you want I want them to, them be, to with be with whoever. whoever challenges Roman that week. Because <laughs> um, that would be great. Because it, 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 it keeps the Miz in your memory. Yeah. Uh, so, Prep, what do you have to I know You're chomping at the bit. What do you have to say about Roman? It's okay, so it's not so much about Roman. I am excited to see Roman. Mm-hmm. Listen, whoever says they didn't miss Roman while they were gone, 
you're a damn liar. Mm-hmm. Roman was definitely missed. For the most part, the whole Intercontinental title stuff, I don't care about. I'm excited for what's on the horizon. So when I saw the house shows this weekend and the results and uh, Instagram post that WWE kind of spoiled what was going to happen yeah. on Monday... I'm excited because, you know, my boy is in the background, the other Samoan named Joe. Yes. So that's what I'm waiting for. But it is good to see Roman. I think he did well on the mic this week. I can look past everything. You guys were are really harsh on WWE. I'm proud of kind of the high man here. As much as I enjoy a as much as I enjoy going to an indie show and acting out. You know, as my alter ego, DP. <laughs> Dirty prep? <laughs> Drunk prep. I, um, By the got, way, NXT spoilers are lit. Oh, you guys gave me a really hard rap last week. I was, <laughs> I was behaving. You earned it. It wasn't given. You earned it. Watch the vlog. Yeah, you cut yourself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> he got a good edit on the vlog. There was nothing there. I was too busy filming you guys. But listen. It was good to see Roman. I enjoyed Elias Sampson, too. See, Elias is so good. He is great. Is everybody walking with Elias? Because I've been on his train since day one. El Vagabundo. After that, that sold me. Everybody is not walking with Elias. Because I feel like we're usually ahead of the curve on a lot of these things. <laughs> yes. And I'm not even saying that facetiously or like shtick. I really feel that yeah, way. Yeah, we are. Um, I remember Alo and I saw Elias have a match with... Apollo, when NXT was in Philly. This is what, February of 16? Mm-hmm. Or was it? Yeah, 16. We was saw, it 17? I was there. T- that was, I was your first fan, remember? That's true, yeah. <laughs> first guy who recognized us from the podcast. Look at this. <laughs> Look where I'm at and now. And now you're here. Um, but we were both like that. He had a great match with Apollo. <laughs> the and then he dream. didn't. Yeah, he didn't get to do it. <laughs> he didn't get to do it. <laughs> he got hurt, didn't he? Uh, I, I don't he remember. Got hurt. But he didn't get to, like, really fulfill his potential at NXT. I do think he's better than people realize. I think the character is good because people legitimately, like, hate him when he comes out. And I thought his match with Roman was really good. I was surprised to see the top rope from the elbow, or the elbow drop from the top rope. I was meaning to ask you. You're the elbow connoisseur over here. So, I will say, it wasn't a... Sharp It wasn't. It wasn't a top shelf one. Uh, it wasn't sharp, Velveteen Dream. No. Um... But for the first time I've ever seen him do it, it wasn't bad. I've definitely seen worse. You know what else was really good about that match? And you guys might scoff at this. Big fight feel. Yeah. Commentary put it over like it was the world title at WrestleMania. They really put over that it was Elias' first title shot. Um, He proved he belonged. So I, I think it was a good night for Elias. Now, he may have ultimately been overshadowed by Samoa Joe... Which is warranted because Samoa Joe is the real deal. He is. I, I thought he looks so threatening when he comes out. He, You feel that he is a true threat to Roman. He carries himself like he's a threat to whoever's out there. So, yeah, I'm super excited for whatever is going on with Samoa Joe and Roman. Everybody who's saying that the ultimate challenge is going to happen at WrestleMania, no, that's not what's going to happen. Samoa Joe is taking the IC title home. <laughs> he might. <laughs> <coughs> Anybody else thoughts on Elias and Roman or Joe and Roman? Yeah, I, I love this because this is kind of like a coming out party for Elias. I just wish the crowd would actually react to these matches like this because that, that's a, also a big selling point in 
um, the viewers at home to get mm-hmm. into the match because that was a really good match and they made Elias out there look, look like a million bucks out there to me. I like that was the elbow drop. Like he actually had chances to win that match. The Miztourage per- performing with Elias was great. How awesome. good are they on the harmonica? A beautiful. Bo is musically talented. I will never forget him destroying Flo Rida. One happiest moments <laughs> in oh, history for me. The one thing I do like also is they let the Elias segment finish. Like usually he gets cut off right away. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. he actually got to finish the song. Yeah, yeah, but it's also a nice touch for that. There's like a legit heel in wrestling, and people complain about Elias. Like, why is he here? And I'm like, look, he's getting legit. He, he's been here every week for since April, doing the same thing, and you re- and they react to him because they legit hate him. And he's doing a great job at it. And now we get to Samoa Joe. I'm excited to see Roman and Samoa Joe. They're, all their matches have been good. Joe's got the upper hand of Roman on most occasions. I don't know how far this is going to go. I don't know if it's going to be a one-week thing or what. But I would love to see Joe with the IC title. I think Joe needs some kind of gold if it's not going to be the universal title. I can't wait to see where they go forward with it. I still think that Jason Jordan should be the one to beat Roman <laughs> with uh, with um with weasel antics yeah and stuff because I think that'll be better for on a storyline perspective. But I'm excited to see what Roman and Joe because I do enjoy both of two going against each other in the ring. Yeah, Eck, any thoughts? I love all the points made. Um, match was good. I love the thought of the open challenge. Samoa Joe does need an act later on the main roster, and he needs it sooner than later. If he's going to win the title, I just don't want it to be right now. I would like the Open Challenge to ride out a little longer. If it, if Roman is not going into Mania, which there is a dirt she's saying it's not going to be title for title, if he's not going in there with the IC title, Joe's the guy to beat him. I can't name... Not to knock Jason Jordan, he shouldn't be the one to win the title. Joe would make sense. Um, if Matt Hardy is going back to the broken gimmick and he's going to be a heel... That would be a good way. Um, someone completely different. Nobody active on the roster right now besides Samoa Joe or somebody that you're not thinking of. I think should, I, I don't. Strowman would make sense, I guess, to an extent. Strowman or, or Joe, they're the only ones they both need an accolade. I think they would both make good IC champions. But in the meantime, Roman should go out there, whether it be against Cesaro, Sheamus, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas. Both of those can go in the ring. Uh, do an open challenge against Bo next week, the week after, do it against Curtis Axel, keep putting her in good matches. He goes out there and puts her in the good, match, good matches. The crowd's going to like him more. And can we all acknowledge, the uh, what city were they in this week? The crowd loved Roman. Yeah, yeah we want Roman chance. Yeah, there you were deserve we it. chance. There was a little bit of you deserve a chant, yes. That was Prepsville. <laughs> Prepsville, Kentucky. <laughs> Prepsville, Kentucky. <laughs> uh, women's division. Page Page now has an official faction with an official official name. Oh, they all have absolution. Absolution. They all I have guess abs. that's why. Six pack. Oh God, so Six bad. pack challenge. It's so bad. Yeah, first of all, only Page should ever be allowed to talk yes. in that group. For well, now. Time out. There's one that can be talking as she much should, as she should. She can talk to you. She should not be talking <laughs> on Raw, though. Yeah, I wish she would talk to me. I don't think either one of them belong on the microphone. Let them just do what they're doing. Sonya was real bad. Yeah. They, they both were. She was as rugged as an ox. <laughs> what is that name? Absolution. The, why? I don't know. Because they have abs you, in their Can evolution. you look up what it says in the dictionary, what absolution is? God. Because It has nothing to do with that. Exactly. It's really stupid. <sighs> like, absolving is like removing something, like or like cleansing something. Like, they're I mean, cleansing the division. 
I guess. Like when I like roll my eye, I dude, I heard I rolled the, my eyes in the back. I was like, oh my god, this is so bad. It's not. It's better than Submission Sorority. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen that film. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I, 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 it's better than Submission Sorority, and, I, and hopefully WWE did their homework. On that name, and so they don't have to change it, even though I want them to change it anyway, because it's so bad. They won't change the name Absolution. I think they're pretty set on it. But as bad as those things are, Paige's reasoning makes all the sense mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. She actually got to do what Emma was trying to do. I'm glad I, you I, said well, that. I was about to say, as much as you were giving her credit, I thought you would be trying to show your baby some love and be mad about it. Listen, I got two babies on this new Absolution team, okay? <laughs> I'm going to have to sell you guys on Sonya Deville, okay? I, I was about to say, at least the, at least you're smart enough to not claim my girl. I'm going <laughs> to back up. You can keep that. I'll take Paige. She's diverse. You can keep that. Take Paige. She's, She's diverse. diverse yeah. She is diverse. I like. She's Paige more too. multicultural than this podcast. <laughs> she needs some color in her life. <laughs> she got it. So, Sonia Deville. Okay. You know what her favorite cereal is? I don't know if this. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> Pash, I don't know if you noticed this as an MMA fan. Okay, and I don't know if this was Sasha's doing or they just kind of. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. Sasha losing the strike exchange to Sonya was perfect. In the scuffle, it was like they were fighting, and as soon as Sonya started throwing some fists, Sasha was down. I love that. I would give Sasha credit for that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it might have just been a mistake. T- I feel like they don't get stuff like that on camera. I think... No, it definitely wasn't Sonya. I'm not saying it was Sonya. No, I, I don't think it was written to be that way. I think... We've talked multiple times on this show about like all these women that have really good matches. Their best matches are usually with her. I think she gets it more than anyone else does. Rumor has that it there's, was, a, there's a nice article out there that Sasha Banks is the female Shawn Michaels. <laughs> that would explain it. Yeah, it's only t- it's two years and two months old now. That article. I don't know where to find it. Okay, another question <laughs> uh-huh. about Sonya, and this this everybody can answer this. Who has a better upside? Sonya Deville or Shayna Baszler? Uh, Shayna Baszler because the name recognition with Ronda Rousey affiliation. Fact. Who has longevity? My best friend speaks for me. I mean, who's better at like actually physically doing the work in the ring? I would say definitely Sonya Deville. Shayna. Shayna. Yes, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville has like a better look. I feel like. And I think there's more commitment. Whereas, like, when I watch Shayna, a lot of what she does is, like, very half-hearted. Like, a lot of her punches look like someone who doesn't know how to wrestle punching. Like, she does a lot of things at, like, half speed. Yeah. I don't know what it will take for her to get past that or how much they have to train her to not do that anymore. When I watch her wrestle, I feel like I'm watching a jiu-jitsu class. Like, she's just working to get the arm bar. And she's just rolling around on the mat a little bit. Yeah, it, she's slow. So th- those are the reason, Those are the things I would hold her back for. Now, Halo does make a good point. She has the name recognition. She has the clout of Ronda Rousey behind her, which you know Triple H and Stephanie love that. Um, but if you had to look at who's going to be in the division in 10 years, Sonya Deville <laughs> is more likely. Sonya Deville, for sure. She has the better upside for me. She's younger, she's prettier, and she's already there. Like, 
She is already there. She's already at the show. She's already at the show. <laughs> I was about to say, meaning that she's at the show. She's obviously yeah. not already. She's not well rounded enough. She's not she's, a finished product, but she's not. already on the show. Shayna yeah. Baszler's somewhere. Uh, I'll tell oh, yeah. you that. Not only is she somewhere, <laughs> spoiler, but she is. I think if you give her the amount of time Sonya's had with the WWE. And you look at Shayna from where she's at maybe now because she's there now. Um, and that amount of time, she'll be farther than Sonya was in that amount of time. Well, Shayna's also been wrestling longer. So I still think that Sonya has the better upside. I didn't expect you to change your mind. I'm just pointing your mind. Uh, um, well, I'm not. Did anybody Don't. else love how quickly Asuka dispatched of in a Dana gift. Brooke? In a gift. <laughs> how hard, how many times did they practice that armbar? I don't know, but it w- looked great. It was, <laughs> that was the best flying armbar I've ever seen, worked or shoot. You know what it reminded me of that probably nobody, nobody here at this table or nobody listening will remember? It reminded me of BJ Penn's knockout of Cal Uno in like his third or fourth fight. Look it up when you get a chance. It literally was immediate. It was the fastest knockout I think I've ever seen. The best part of that match was right after Dana Brooks says, Oscar starts slow. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. after that, the bell rang. That was it. Yeah, I've scouted your weaknesses. <laughs> I've found your biggest weaknesses that you start slow. And she yeah, charges well, yeah. her and gets immediately <laughs> submitted. I thought it was perfect that they did that. And then she obviously doesn't take any physical abuse from Absolution. She just kind of backs out of the ring. I got nervous. I was like, "Don't do this." That, yeah, that, I knew they weren't going to do that. That was one of the two things that got that actually caught my attention on Raw. Like Absolution, they were a thing throughout the whole entire women's division mm-hmm. on, on Raw. And then I don't know, maybe they're trying to kind of recruit Oscar, but kind of because Oscar was like the mainstay in the women's division in NXT. So maybe they're trying to like recruit her and try to get their own on their side. But I don't know how I completely feel about Absolution. Like they're really intriguing. I, I love what they did with Bailey and Mickey James, but it's the whole longevity thing. Like. It's fine now. It's interesting now because I'm actually learning something. I didn't learn anything on Raw. Yeah. At all. I wasn't intrigued by anything, but it's like, okay, where's this going to be in three weeks? No, I agree. Um, I will say I don't think Absolution is ready for Asuka. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Mandy Rose is going to get her teeth knocked out. Yes. Uh, tag team division. Seth got a win over Cesaro in what I thought was a very good Raw match. Very good match. Very uh, long. Long match. Two commercial three, breaks. Yeah, it was a long match. It was almost 20 minutes. It seems like uh, Raw's going for that a lot now. Yeah, That's certain the guys. formula. Mm-hmm. The first nope. match will be the longest match, and then the, the second hour to start, that'll be the other longest match, and the yeah. main event starts at 10.50. Right. And uh, the um, 10 o'clock hour match is usually the more important, and what they finish the show with is usually trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until Monday Night Football is done. <laughs> That's probably going to be the way it's going to go. Uh, Seth and Dean invoking their rematch clause next week. So, at this time next week, are we going to be saying the Shield all are title holders or no? Yeah. How confident are you in that? Not. <laughs> 50-50. Alo <laughs> prep? I think we might be getting, like, some interference from maybe a debuting team. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. Somebody who wasn't in NXT. <laughs> what do you think, Alo? Are they champions next week or no? I think I think they'll get, regain the titles from Cesaro. Do you think they should? Like, do you guys want to see them as the tag champions I, or no? I personally want to see the Shield all three with titles again. Yeah, it'll be a good picture. 
Yeah. It I will s- be. Oh, imagine how many though. likes that will get on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Something that we didn't bring up. Seth's promo, terrible. Seth, he doesn't need to talk. He needs to stop talking as a face. He does. Stop this face crap. <laughs> Although I don't think he said Bebe at any point in the promo. No. If he did, he, I tuned it out. He tried to say a joke, and it fell so it flat. It, it did. Yeah, it, was about, it, was, it was about Renee paying the bill or something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. fun, Dean. Yeah, Steph, Seth, <laughs> Wait, a stand-up I haven't comedian, heard from you are not. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also had a Bray Wyatt promo. Kind of the same thing we always get from Bray. Basura. But... <laughs> Gold, he did right? have a match with Matt Hardy, who was being billed as going through a rough patch. And the match ended with Matt losing and Cole saying, are we witnessing a Matt Hardy breakdown? So clearly this is happening. Whoever the guy is from Impact said, like, we're letting our talent take whatever they were here with them. But then I've also read that he's not going to be broken. They're not going to call it that. I know he's been tweeting Woken. Are we getting Woken, Matt Hart? I don't want that. I could have sworn that Rebby said Broken. Cause she te- I know she tweeted out hashtag delete and Broken Matt Hart. I could have sworn. You got something? Uh, all I was going to say is Matt said verbally said delete multiple times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the crowd. As petty as it's going to be between the Impact and WWE, I don't care if he's Broken or Woken. As long as he can be... Wonderful. <laughs> as long as he yes, as long as he could be eighty percent or more of what he was one year ago now, eighty percent or more. WWE, please. This is a family friendly show, so I'm not going to say what I want to say. <laughs> please don't mess this up. Let let him do it. The only thing he's going to do is make Raw better than it was. It's not hard to make it better, but just give him the reins. I'm not excited for that. Mm. I, I think it's going to be bad. You want him keep you want him keep coming out with the 1990s Hardys music and keep mm. being jobbed out. First I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's not going to do it justice. I, I got this. I got this. God, this is. There's only one man I want to hear from when it comes to Matt Hardy. Speak with it, bestie. Get him. And I don't just mean on this show. I mean in life. Only one person should be allowed to comment on Matt Hardy. And that is Balo, also known as Alo. Like, I don't I don't know what to feel Because this is WWE we're talking about here And I know Prep said I'm, we're being hard on them But I honestly don't care anymore because they deserve it I don't want to be that fan that complains about everything But They need to hear this Really Like I've been going back and forth with Is it too late Is it too late to bring up the broken gimmick or is it not Because quite frankly you, you can go either way You know there's an argument on both sides you don't want to introduce it right away because you still have to quote unquote introduce. When they came back to WrestleMania, you had to introduce it somehow. I think they should have introduced it when they lost the tag titles. After after they lost the tag titles to um, Shazara, and then I saw. Then remember after Rollins and Ambrose won the titles, they fought the Hardys on Raw the night after. And I'm like, okay, maybe this will be a thing. And then Jeff gets hurt. And then Matt Hardy's doing nothing for months. We we didn't see him for a month, and then we see him get beat up in the under siege thing. That was the first time we saw him in a month, basically. And I kept saying, Jeff's gone. Matt Hardy was always the better character than Jeff was. So let him character. I didn't say popular. I said character. <laughs> let I'm like, I'm like, look, Matt broken Matt Hardy. That was just him until until 
Jeff Jeff turned on wait, whatever Jeff the hell Jeff did. Come on, Bessie, get it, get it. You're doing the right point. So, because Jeff turned heel on himself basically, but Matt's the one who turned. That that was Matt's thing. So in the landscape of WWE, like let Matt be, let let him go be broken, and then what I talked about earlier about edited version, that's what we're going to get out this broken Matt Hardy, if, if that's whatever they call it. It's going to be edited. You're not going to get Senor Benjamin. You're not going to get Revy. You're not going to get um, Maxwell. You're not going to get all the fun stuff. You're not going to get Vanguard 1. You're not going to get all the fun stuff. You're going to get a watered-down version of broken Matt Hardy. And then in the longevity of it, he's just going to be Bray Wyatt. He's going to talk, and that's it. Ooh. Yeah. And, like, I don't ever want to see him wrestle Bray Wyatt. You, if you saw my face when I saw Matt Hardy, I'm like, oh, my God. This is so... Why is he wrestling Bray Wyatt? I would bet not a Capri Sun <laughs> to be found when no. he's watching that match. <laughs> no, because, like... Well, we, if you can lose to someone that'll break you, I guess it's going to be losing to the guy that loses the most yeah, amount of important I matches. I, I don't want him to feud with Bray Wyatt, but that'll probably be the thing... Because that's they kind of. Well, I mean, like, he could feud with him for stealing his gimmick. Like God, <laughs> I, like I have, like I'm excited that it could possibly happen. Wyatt but I have, pound. I have no, Delete. I have no faith that it'll actually be what I want because they just want to give you an edited version, watered down version of this broken Matt Hardy, which was the hottest thing in professional wrestling last year. Yeah, that is going to be exact. Like I said a couple weeks ago. They're taking all the cool stuff from outside of WWE and just bringing it to WWE to let it die. And I hope it's good. I hope that Matt Hardy has enough clout with them because he's done a lot with that company where they say, go ahead and do what you do. But I'm not confident that they're going to do that. Is it silly to think if he was on SmackDown... It have it would have a better chance. That was my thought because because before they before they start talking about that stuff on commentary about how he's like um woken or whatever he is and having a breakdown. I was like, why he could be doing so much better on SmackDown? Yeah, you know, I got to channel it back to CM Punk used to always say with the Straight Edge Society, he got away with so much because he was tucked away on SmackDown. He could cut promos that if he was on Monday Night, somebody would. They would lose their stuff about it, mm-hmm. but he was getting away with stuff that was unheard of at that time period. Matt could be doing the same thing. The the Vanguard one, imagine that on Raw. The big lights, the brightness, it doesn't make sense. SmackDown's a little darker, it's shorter. There makes sense. Um, again, I'm open for the best for it because the five hours of live WWE production weekly is draining my soul. <laughs> My soul is almost empty. Uh, I'm very tired of it. I have about till Mania to yeah. I give it really till Mania. There's, I'm at the point where you where you know you talk about not wanting to invest money in it. I I'm gonna you know not be watching this stuff live post Mania unless something can change, and I'll watch YouTube or I'll go on the WWE site. I'll still subscribe to the network. I'll still watch the pay per views. But I'm hoping they can change. Obviously, I, you know I've been a fan since whatever age. But there's just so much of it that is just so boring and so predictable. And as much as I hate saying it, it's the old timers and the part timers coming back that are getting the interesting storyline right now. And six years ago, when I started watching the product again, I can't hate 
part-timers because it was part-timers that made me, mm-hmm. to an extent, start watching again. And it was a guy like CM Punk that kept me watching the product. He's gone. Then he left. Daniel Bryan was hot. Now he's... Oh, SmackDown, the ex- most exciting thing for me now is hoping there's something hot going on between Bryan and Shane. Right. Um, so Matt Hardy, I can only cross my fingers and hope a guy from the Attitude Era who's a mid-carder can... As much as he's a babyface, and that that's going to be hot right away, if he can do real heel tactics, that that'll be over. I'm I can only hope. Yeah, I I'm sure s- they'll screw me. <laughs> I want to see it. I'm glad that it's going to happen. Now it just remains to be seen where they go with it. Last note I have from Raw: Kane destroys Finn Balor and Jason Jordan last night. Gets destroyed by T- Braun getting thing. his revenge. One quick thing. How mad would you guys be if Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt become a tag team? That, oh my! <laughs> I will be, I will be madder than I was at Justice League. <laughs> what if Matt becomes like Matthew Wyatt? Matthew Wyatt. I'll be madder than I was after I left Justice League. <laughs> Broken Matt Wyatt. I don't know anybody with any thoughts on Kane. Nope. Good figures this year. Can anybody give me a reason for Kane? What? You know, Aaron, I've been wanting you to – I meant to ask this last week. What is – when Undertaker used to do that chair spot, what was the name for it? What, the the, um, the throat thing? Yeah. I don't think he ever had a name for it. I feel like he when he had that like hardcore title reign, he, he was doing he did, he did, he did, he did like it to the Hardys. He he did it to the Hardys, and I I feel like he had a name. For I don't it. think I don't remember I don't remember a name. I meant to ask you last week because if anyone would know, <laughs> I gotta say one thing about this whole this whole crap. Like, what are you doing to Finn Balor? I like Jason Jordan's promo. Poor Finn Balor. Well, he's not over. You haven't heard this. <laughs> poor, poor Finn Balor. Like, these are so much better. And but I gotta say, they have succeeded in turning Braun Strowman. Into the attraction, they they've turned him into the Stone Cold of this era, basically. Yeah, he's like, oh, Braun Strowman's not here, and then he saves the show at the end of the night. He's the savior. Th- that that's the only good thing coming out of this. And now, hopefully, Kane's gone. I love Kane. I will always love Kane, but not in 2017. His hair is so bad. The wig. If you watch when um <laughs> when Braun comes out and you see Kane looking at the entranceway. Or no, it was when Finn was coming out for the second match. <laughs> His hair was like a tree. Yeah. Like on t- it looked so bad. It's terrible. There's no reason for it. There's he has no use, no place on the show. It's a waste of time to bring him out there. You want me to believe he's evil? Xbox said it the best. Give him his original. Maybe not even the first second. Get or third. Give him one of his first masks. Give him. The half sleeve and give him his original theme. Strowman just killed him. If they're going to have a match at a pay per view, put on your original gear. Obviously, at this point, you know you're only in a body. I'll tell you what, any, even us hardcore fans, the smart fans, Kane comes out with his original theme, you're, oh my gosh, he's going to beat Strowman. You'll think it for a second. Like, I'll always have appreciation and love for Kane, but you, just not. You got now. it for being a big guy and being around this not, long. Not now. Do I look too far into these things? So Braun, right? Mm-hmm. Or is Braun just a mirror? Listen, <laughs> Braun, right? If you go to, mirror. you'll see, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, so if you go to Twitter, WWE's Twitter page, Braun is the header. Mm-hmm. Is he just like covering for like Roman being the bigger star? Like, do you like? I look at that and say, oh wow, this guy must be the biggest star in the company right now. Which he. 
in theory, you know, if you think about it, he's getting all the Raw main events right now. Main events. Mm-hmm. He's a big star. That means the last match. Guys. And I like. If you didn't know. I like Braun, but like, is he just covering up for them trying to push Roman? I wouldn't say covering up, but like even when Austin was at his peak. Like, there was points when there was Austin and The Rock. And The Rock, And yeah. obviously it was good for them to have two guys like that. So I think maybe what they hope is that they could have two top guys. Mm-hmm. And Braun Strowman just happens to be one of them. Now, I think Braun has the, the better chance to be a big star because he just has such a unique look, such a presence about him, and the fans haven't turned on him. Like, he's actually won the fans over. Mm-hmm. And they figured out the right way to deploy him on the show. Whereas with Roman, one week he's making corny jokes, then the next week he's having a great match, but the people who don't like the corny jokes don't give him credit for the good match. There's a whole segment of idiots out there who just hate him no matter what he does. Uh, you're losers, by the way. Um, <laughs> I think Strowman won people over when he started having those enhancement matches. Then it was almost like borderline... The Braun Strowman feat of strength every week that they would have. I gotta do. say the Jericho anchor scarf thing put him over the top for me because that was great. Yeah, that was great. I want yours. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think he's necessarily covering for Roman, but I think that they would like to have two guys that they could bill as like a top guy. Yeah, another thing about people who say Roman's getting shoved down your throat, the guy hasn't been world champion in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. He lost his U.S. title. He lost number one contender's <laughs> title for the Universal Championship. He got pinned in a fatal four-way match for the title. My bestie speaks for me. <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, okay, my last thing before we move on to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Braun, he's going to win the Rumble. That's my pick. We got a question about that. Early <laughs> prediction, Braun. <laughs> Save questions about the Rumble. Um, That's grand finale stuff. We need to ask somebody else a question about the Rumble. <laughs> I wonder if we got tickets. <laughs> well, if we do, I know one person who doesn't have one, and that's me. Um, so on SmackDown, pretty much the biggest thing going on there is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Shane and Daniel Bryan. How dare you? First things first, why are we pretending that Kevin Owens is terrified of Randy Orton in 2017? Because he is. Because he vapes. <laughs> because he vapes. <laughs> I just think that's really stupid. Like, Kevin Owens has been one of the more successful guys in the last two years. Why is he supposed to be scared to death of Randy Orton at this point? To me, that's dumb. It was the haircut. I guess. What? Who told Randy that was what okay? Is that? <laughs> Kim let him out the house like that. Who told him that was okay? I, don't, I know I didn't. <laughs> um... Shane wanted the two of them fired. Daniel didn't. Daniel said, I like to make the best use of our talent as possible. If we fire them, they just end up on Raw anyway. Um, said all they, everything they did wrong they were doing in the spirit of trying to grab the brass ring. Um, the other thing that's kind of stupid is, like, stop pretending they affected the outcome of Survivor <laughs> Series. They did not. They were so ineffectual. They had nothing to do with the outcome. They were irrelevant. So I'm done with that whole thing. Um, and then the the coup de gras, no pun intended, Shane says, I'm going to add to your match between Kevin Owens and Randy Orton. I'm going to bar Sami Zayn from ringside, and I'm going to make it no DQ, which means you can't do anything if he shows up at ringside anyway. 
And then he shows up, not at ringside, but he shows up, gets involved in the match, leading to Kevin Owens getting the win. How are you two feeling about what's going on with Owens and Zayn right now? Shoulder shrug? Like, (laughs) it was cool when it first happened, but the highlight of all these segments is still Sami Zayn. Every time Owens comes out, I was really mad he was barred from ringside because all I wanted to see was Sami Zayn <laughs> jumping behind Owens again. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to continue to sell that as long as they're doing it. Which you should. But Rightfully so. The only thing that intrigues me is the possibility of a Daniel Bryan turn, which what's, imagine me saying that in 2013. Yeah. Oh, wait. It happened. <laughs> 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 Remember like, Daniel Wyatt? <laughs> that two-week span. But, yeah, like, the only thing intriguing for me, and I've said this on the League of Survivor Series, is Dan Bryan's possible turn. And he was making legitimate reasons for why Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did it. And he was telling Shane about these guys are the best. You, you, you hired me to put the best matches and the best in-ring performers in these matches and on SmackDown. And, we don't, and I don't want to lose him. And Shane, and I think Brian is trying to get Shane to realize that. Because Shane's just like, okay, just fire him. But Daniel Bryan is actually for the talent. And I like that whole point of it because I think that, because Daniel Bryan is just like those guys. Like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they were like the indie guys. So are Daniel Bryan. Like they're, quote, they're noted as best in-ring performers. And Owens they, even calling it out last week saying we've known each other for how long. Yeah, yeah. Like they're making that. I think even Sami Zayn at one time said like, Daniel Bryan, like, you were a guy I looked up to yeah. all those years. Yeah, so they're trying, like, I like that whole point of it because it's like Daniel Bryan is, like, being for these guys and Shane's against them. But Daniel Bryan ha- is kind of has a point more than Shane does to an extent. It's like they, he said that they weren't, um, they didn't cost a match at Survivor Series. They were trying to make a point or whatever. It was, and they actually gave him reasons for it, and I did like that, but... I don't know what the end game of this is going to be. Like, we all know, we all, we're not sure if Daniel Bryan's ever going to wrestle again. Will we get Daniel Bryan versus Shane? Or is, it, is Shane going to get exited out? Because Shane just keeps leaving SmackDown after he talks to Bryan every week now. So, what's the end game out of this? Like, I would like for it to string along. Because, remember, Sami Zayn did get, quote-unquote, barred from ringside, even though he wasn't ringside. Maybe Daniel Bryan actually said it. Oh, you can go to ringside. <laughs> oh, by the way. But he wasn't by the ring. I know. Hey, commentary actually did something <laughs> decent and pointed it out. Yeah, no, Ron, Ron mentioned that. And I'm like, maybe Sam, maybe Dan Bryan said something. Like, you can go out there. I don't care because, remember, Daniel Bryan didn't fire Kevin Owens and Sami as Shane told him to. Yeah, last week when um, the Riot Squad showed up and he was asked about it, he didn't seem too upset about it. Like, oh, yeah, they did what they did. That's cool. So, yeah, Daniel Bryan maybe is kind of like, whatever, you guys do you, and that's fine with me. I, I don't think we're going to get a Daniel Bryan turn, though, because I just don't think people would buy it. I think people are going to cheer for Daniel Bryan no matter what. I think if anyone turns, I think it'll be Shane, which I think might be good. Like, Especially the people on this show seem to have found Shane getting a little stale lately, so maybe that's what he needs is to be the bad guy again. Um, it's obviously more natural to him. Yeah. The, yeah, old, old Simba. The <laughs> <laughs> last name rings, rings um, supreme in heel territory. Yeah, WWE Championship. AJ defeated the Singh brothers. Is there anyone who sells more recklessly than the love Singh em. brothers? I love them. 
They sold that Coloss. I am surprised. They died on that Coloss. I am surprised that neither one of them has broken their neck yet. Like, they are very reckless. Uh, the Styles Clash from the second rope I thought was good on top. What a finish. Yeah, it was good. Um, but the problem with this segment, Gender just got rid of the best part of him. Yeah, now do you think that he rid himself of them, or do you think that was just him punishing them and they'll be back at his side next week? I feel like they're done. Really? I do. I just feel like it's too I, sudden. I, I will not be mad at all because... Is Omar going to be introducing Jinder Mahal next week? Well, then mm. you definitely know Styles is retaining. <laughs> um, the, the reason I would like it is because at least the title will, will stay where it should be. Uh, obviously, Jinder can't beat AJ Styles on his own. I, I do see it as a punishment. I do see the Singh brothers with them. In the weeks to come, who who sells more recklessly, the Singh brothers or Gallagher? Singh brothers. The Singh brothers. Okay, so do you even think it's close? Because there have been a few times I'm like, I don't know how Gallagher didn't just kill himself. Nah, I still think the Singh brothers. Singh brothers are, for sure. I don't even feel of Gallagher that way. <laughs> Gallagher is still on TV. Well, I don't know. Not not TV that I watch. I was just gonna say you still watch two of five. No. U.S. Championship, not a whole lot to talk about. Bobby Roode is up next, I guess. I guess. Anybody excited for Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin? <laughs> I just want Bobby Roode to turn heel. I'm looking forward to Corbin. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Bobby Roode being U.S. Champion. He's going to be a babyface. You guys better get used to it. <laughs> Our Canadian hero, Bobby I'll, Roode. I'll bet, I'll bet right now, SummerSlam time next year, he's still a face. I hope not. I don't feel confident that he won't be, so. Uh, Tag team division, we got the New Day over Gable and Benjamin. In a good match. Very good match. Uso's on comedy. What is the pancakes thing? Did I miss something? (laughs) Ray was so mad. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I called humor. It's funny, but, like, what is it? Where did it come from? There has to be a reason, right? The pops didn't sell well. Uh, The ice cream, so it looks like they're going to do pancakes next. I guess. I don't know. all of a sudden, they just have pancakes. There's been no explanation or reasoning for it. The question is, what's up with the Usos? What are they? They're babyface. They're babyface. I could tell, but God, like, I like the fact that they're like kind of keeping them in the middle. Like they're still keeping their heel yeah. persona and they're acting heelish. But when they got on commentary, I'm like, okay, so they're face again now because this is actually kind of the first time. They're, they're basically doing the same thing, but they don't hate everyone. They're they're the best tag team. They're better than everyone. They got love for the ones that perform. They got love for the New Day. And they say nice things about Sean Benjamin, but Sean Benjamin and uh, Chad Gable are clearly the heels. How great is it they call them American Alpha too? <laughs> <laughs> so good. No, my favorite part was <laughs> when New Day came out. Them boys good. <laughs> them boys good. <laughs> I'm st- I'm still stuck on the. You got you a Sean Benjamin. Yes, yes. <laughs> that that. I was about to say, they, they can never. How stop many times that did they all? whisper it on commentary? Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> you got yourself a Shelton Benjamin. That was so great. <laughs> it is. Um, is there anything like happening yet? Do we know who's next for the Usos? Well, on house shows, there's, there's fatal four ways going on for the tag titles. It's Owen, Zayn, New Day, and um, American Alpha Two. Okay, American <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Two. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers had another destruction of the Hype Bros, which led to Mojo turning on. Prep's best friend. How do you feel about <laughs> Mojo it? turning on JB Toy's buddy? <laughs> Prep's buddy might have been the best part of SmackDown. Can, can somebody? Can Mojo get a shirt? 
<laughs> I need the Mojo shirt. Thank you, Mojo. You're speaking for all of us. When you hit that piece of POS, <laughs> Zack Ryder, he deserved it. Did He's he a piece of him? a piece of a... He's a piece of a piece of a... So you felt satisfied when that happened? Yeah. He should have thrown him to... Yo, Bron- I wish Braun would have came out. <laughs> took the trash out. Uh, the Jigsaw edition of Fashion Files. This was terrible. Who else is disappointed? Uh, listen, I, 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 I said this last week. I'm probably the only person that's a fan of Saul, so I wanted so much more from this. I'm disappointed, but I the Ascension stole the show. <laughs> I thought they were actually really funny. The only way they can... Um, Make up for this I need a Saw Part 2 next week Oh you'll get it I think I better My thing is like I enjoyed it I thought it was funny I thought um, What do you say um, See you later Vincent It's Victor Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like what's the end game Of these things now Cause remember It was like um, Who, who what, what, were they going, what were they looking for A few weeks ago It was something To be or not to yeah, be Yeah yeah like, that, that, that's two that, B's It's the Bludgeon Brothers Yeah no, but at, But the Bludgeon Brothers Already debuted So you're gonna that doesn't make sense to do it now. Alo, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think there is an endgame. I think they're going to say, let's just exhaust every reference we can make for as long as we can. Like, we don't even need to have these guys have another match. We'll just keep doing this. I thought this was one of the weaker ones that they've done. Um, yeah, I don't know where they're going. I don't think there is an end. I have no faith that there is an actual endgame to this. It fell so flat. Like, I thought it was really short. I'm like, what is this? I got so mad because... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought, like, the timer said, you have two minutes. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, 60 seconds, 59, 58. I'm like, I thought they had two minutes. No, they had 60 seconds. It was 60 yeah. seconds. I wanted more. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted more, like, two minutes. Uh, women's division, Charlotte, Naomi, and Natty had a match against the Riot Squad, another new name for another new female faction. <sighs> Liv Morgan, um, so hashtag and Liv Squad. Anybody like the name Riot Squad? No. I don't mind it. Anybody on board with... Riot getting changed with to two T's. It doesn't bother me. That doesn't. Yeah, that's non-factor. Did you hit a non-factor reason? It's a non-factor, but it's so dumb. Come on, Ron. Like What's why? The reason? Come on. Because Vince said, "Oh, he didn't want the kids to think because riot's a bad word. They didn't want them to start a riot, so they added another T." Oh, Vince, go <laughs> away. Like Vince, I am thankful to you for all the entertainment you gave me in the '80s, in the '90s, in the 2000s, in the in teens. the 2000s. Yeah, in. In my early years, in my teens, in my 20s, in my 30s, like you've entertained me for longer than not the majority of your 2000s. No, but all some right, of it. Right. Um, Got to play it down. Yeah, he's entertained me for more of my life than maybe any other single person. But like, just go away. You, let it go. You're not what you used to be. Like I said, you're like you're like the the nerdy parent of pro wrestling now, and it's not cool anymore. Um, yeah, I. I guess it's a fine name. I don't know what they're going to be. I thought they made them look good. They did. But (laughs) my God, were Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan sloppy as hell when they were beating down Naomi outside the ring. They beat the crap out of her. It was real sloppy. Is she shoot injured or is this a work? I don't know. I think it's a work because Mm -hmm. I think she was like posting on social media today. Mm -hmm. But like I was like, they're lucky they didn't hurt her. It was okay. As equally hard as it was to watch Liv, uh, Charlotte sell for Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you weren't buying that? I was not buying that. Nope. I was so happy Ruby Riot got the pin. Yeah. Me too. Uh, she's the, well, she's the, the one truly legit one 
out of the three of them. The how new about, legit boss, you could say. How about the promo? It was so bad. But Ruby called him, oh, my little firecracker. I said, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, she can't. And I'm about to. She, she could go off. Okay. <laughs> I was like, No, oh, nothing was worse yeah. than Sarah Logan. I got us three games there. You know, <laughs> I got me a big game trophy. <laughs> I, I am so happy. Aaron Take that accent wa- back to WCW with Eric Bischoff <laughs> and Bill, because I don't want it on WWE every week. Take it back to Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> all I can say is I'm happy Aaron doesn't like this, because when we talked about, as a listener question multiple weeks ago, the idea of NXT as a team for Survivor Series, his big thing was developmental talent shouldn't be able to come in and beat main roster talent. And that's why I'm just sitting here, I'm watching, I'm like, Aaron got a point. This is stupid. <laughs> I'm, so the champion, now no, I get it, champions should be involved, and I'm happy that almost the champions are not being involved in both. Obviously, they're not fully involved in the on Raw side, but on the SmackDown side, you got the champion getting beat by three people that couldn't lace her boots when she was in NXT. It just is. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And plus, these three women that they're beating up are all former SmackDown Live Women's Champions, and you got three people that couldn't touch the NXT Women's title. There's a believability that is lacking here. The only thing that makes sense is obviously they're doing it in that gang mentality. However, again, you have three vets, you have three people that are former champions, and they're getting demolished by rookies. That is, you know, I don't see it lasting long. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we have five minutes left. Anything anyone else wants to add for SmackDown? Nope. Not good. Not worth another minute. I mentioned it, I last, enjoyed it. last week. I fast forward a lot. <laughs> uh, do we have any listener questions? Yes, we got a question, a late question from the godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Well, we got two minutes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shortest question you've ever asked. <laughs> Who was your early Royal Rumble winner? Braun. Shinsuke. My best friend speaks for me. For me, I, it's... I, hold it's, on. Uh, I will say Shinsuke with the Dark Horse... Sami Zayn. I like that. For me, it's between Braun and Nakamura because... Skip my dark horse. Because I think they're going to have AJ still be the champion come WrestleMania, and I think they really want to showcase AJ Nakamura at WrestleMania, I'm going to say Nakamura. He can have a second real good match in (laughs) WWE under any brand. Uh, Anything else? I got a quick question. Mm -hmm. Real fast. Who would benefit... From switching brands, if you had to pick two super a uh, superstar from each brand to swap places, who would, which two superstars would benefit the most? Right off the top of my head, because I don't want to put too much thought into it. Like we talked about Matt Hardy already, I think Broken Matt would be better off on SmackDown than Raw. Who would you swap him with? Oh, I got to swap him with somebody. Um, Zack Ryder, so he could just get buried there. <laughs> So good. All right. Uh, my boy Pash ran with what I was going to say. I'd say put Matt Hardy, give him the U.S. title. If he's not going to win the WWE title, he'll make a championship relevant. It doesn't matter what title it is. Let him run with the broken gimmick as hard as he can. Aside from that, it's, it'll kill SmackDown. Put AJ Styles on Raw. Put him in the main event at WrestleMania. Have him dethrone Brock Lesnar. Finn Balor for Nakamura. <laughs> Good trade. That was my original thought. Matt Hardy for the Fashion Police. Try that way he gets. That way he gets. 
That way he gets that promo time. Yeah, that's a good trade-off. Um, oh, fashion Police. I did like that. I didn't see that coming. I didn't know tags weren't off weren't off <laughs> on the table. Ew. So before we get out of here, uh, a little disappointed in the one true king, LeBron James, was in town for a whole weekend, did not embrace the madness while he was here. <laughs> he didn't hit your boys up. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, now... The Sixers go play there twice in Cleveland. Cleveland comes back here one more time, I believe. There's one in February. I believe there's a March and an April game. LeBron, if I got to come to Cleveland, I will. <laughs> I will latch the throne onto the back of my <laughs> my Toyota Camry, and I will drive it to Cleveland for you to sit on. If it doesn't fit on the back, you could always come see your boy at the end of the month for a Honda Special, put you in an SUV, latch that throne right on the back. Hey, that may be even better. Uh, LeBron, we haven't given up on getting you on here. Like I said, three more chances in 2017 and 18 during the season. You got a whole offseason out there, no Olympics this year. So, LeBron, the invite is still there. Alo, I know you had something you wanted to say. LeBron, recently one of your former assistant coaches, David Fisdale, got fired from the Memphis Grizzlies for some shady stuff. I believe it was shady too, but come over to Matt Manis because there's nothing shady about us. And if, you're t- and if you want to come embrace the madness, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're tired of saying on Russell Tees, go to collinelbaugh.com. Use promo code MattMan for 10% off of your order. And if you want to give some of your teammates some gifts, get a Russell Crate from WrestleCrate.com. Use promo code MADNESS for 10% off your order. <laughs> Not like you need it, but we can use your support. <laughs> so I was just scrolling through Twitter, right? And I realized that a new addition to the team, J.J. Ruddick, he's trying out this thing that we do mm-hmm. over here, you know. I'm not sure what it is. It, he's trying to be like us. Mm-hmm. If you need any pointers, JJ, shout out to your boy, Elroy. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit me up, and I can help you out. Yes, agreed. One more thing. I want to invite somebody else on the show. This person's not controversial, but right now the Eagles are flying high at 10-1. and one. Vinny Curry, I heard you want to <laughs> pursue professional wrestling when you retire. Come over here first. Matt Mass will help discover you. We know Brian Gerard James personally. He's a pr- personal <laughs> friend of ours. So come embrace the madness, Vin and Curry, and head over to Matt, head over to what I'm going to do down there and pr- embrace the madness as well. Brian Gerard James does owe me a favor ever since I gave him that photo op for half off. So he owes me a favor. So, Vinny, I could help you get on to the Tuesday night show if you want. So I did not know this about Vinny Curry. The, we don't have a throne for Vinny Curry. But I do have a chair available for Vinny Curry mm-hmm. if he wants to step, if he wants to embrace the madness. Um, so listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Listen to The Perfect Edge. Keep an eye out for Throwback Madness, Armageddon 08, Unsanctioned with Shiv, five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, last thing I want to say, thank you to all three of you sitting at the table with me for donating to my Polar Plunge in University City, Philadelphia, raising money for the Special Olympics. I appreciate your donations. I appreciate the donations of everyone else who donated. I have, when this is released, I will have another 24 hours to raise funds, I believe. So I believe it's just called Polar Plunge Philly. Google it. You could go on my Twitter uh, to find it. If anybody wants to help out, obviously it would be greatly appreciated. For Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepiguina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the ladies call him Balo, we call him Alo, Alo Aaron Lloyd, 
I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.